Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I am your host, Adam Wright, along with Justin Tucker. Now, for those of you who are listening here on YouTube, um, in case you're wondering about this uh, thing that's on my mic. So, yeah, my pop filter that I used to have to sort of filter out all these pops over here like this. Um, yeah, Doug ate it. My dog. <laughs> He ate it. I walked into my room and I saw the door was open, probably one of my family members. And I saw a trail of black stuff, which happened to be pieces of my pop filter that was going across the hall and into my dog's crate where I found the entire, uh, let's say, carcass of my um, pop filter, what was left of it at least. And so I've been forced to improvise. And what I have right now is the case um, to my, to the mic, um, which I've just put on top of it. So that's kind of what I'm working with. So, uh, it looks a little dumb, but it, uh, it's, it were it will have to roll with it for now. Uh, now we have a lot of, we have a lot of news coming out, some updates on the Aaron Rodgers drama that's going down in green Bay. There is the Julio Jones actually. Yes. Julio Jones. Uh, there's some breaking news on that. Apparently, uh, he is. He has requested to be traded. Um, but first, we have a big announcement for our podcast personally. Now, um, so I told you guys we have sp- something special that we're planning for this summer, and we got it for you. So these next two episodes, ne- these next ten episodes after this one, uh, are all planned out for this summer, and uh, we will be doing a series uh, over the entirety of the summer where we will be doing. Um, so for the first eight weeks, we'll be doing top 10 player rankings going into the 2021 season of all the skill positions. So what that will be will be, so we're going to hit the ground running next, um, next week. So for next episode, we will have, uh, the safeties, uh, we'll be ranking the top 10 safeties, uh, the week after that, the following week, that will be linebackers followed by cornerbacks edge rushers so basically we'll be starting with all defense uh tight ends running backs receivers uh and then for the final week of our uh, for the final week of our uh rank player rankings we'll be doing uh quarterbacks our top 10 quarterbacks mm-hmm. so that'll be interesting a good finale for that and then the last two weeks going into which will lead us into preseason we're going to have power rankings and the Super Bowl predictions. Um, so those will be in uh, the final two weeks. Uh, Super Bowl predictions, that'll also include some playoff predictions as well. Um, so yeah, you guys have some, we have some material to give you guys, uh, to hold you guys over, to give you guys some material, uh, something to hold you guys over for uh, football. I know there's, uh, football gets, uh, uh, it, this is, summer become tends to become a big dead spot uh, when it comes to, to the NFL. So we want to give you guys some football content while you guys are waiting for the NFL season to start. I know we are all excited. We're just waiting for the summer to end. I mean, not really. We all love the summer, but you know, we, we also love football and we want that to start. We can't wait for the fall as well. Um, so that is that, but going into, uh, our news for today, uh, Julio Jones, um, so there's a lot of buzz that has been going around him. There's been go- there's been some stuff going around all summer 
or sorry, um, all off season kind of where he has been sort of, um, he's been all, um, he's been rumored to be traded, uh, with a big cap hit for the, uh, a lot of, uh, cap trouble for the Atlanta Falcons and the big, a big issue with, uh, um, is that they're, they can't, they can't hold on to him because he's too much money. He's getting older and they have too much, they have too much offense and not enough defense. Now, um, so the logical thing for them to do is to trade Julio Jones. Um, now there's been a lot of buzz going over this off season. Um, a couple of attempts by other teams to trade for him, but it's really broken up, broken open in these, this past week. Um, and it real it really went off uh, during undisputed uh, on on FS1 when Shannon Sharp he call he called up Julio Jones on the air and he asked him uh, would he rather stay in Atlanta or go to the Dal- the Dallas Cowboys and he said no man I'm out of there which made the entire NFL world go berserk all right this guy. He is he's been perennially one of the best wide receivers in the game and he's most likely out uh, especially since he's pub- he literally publicly said it, uh, it now it, it remains to be seen whether or not whether or not this guy is um, whether or not this guy actually knew that the um, uh, whether or not he knew that he was on air but the damage is done regardless uh, he he said he's out of there. I, well, he also said he's not going to the Cowboys. Uh, big big surprise there. But um, no so Justin, what do you think the best landing spot would be for Julio Jones? Man, there's so many good land landing spots for him. I mean, the Chargers is a good spot for him. The Patriots would be a nice little spot for him, especially being a true number one receiver and actually having you know Superman to throw to him. Superman. But in all seriousness, the the one team I believe he should go to and I believe will give him the best chance of winning, the San Francisco 49ers. I believe that he will be surrounded by an offense that will allow him to be productive, may not be, a, you know, the high tier number one, like top of the league receivers, but still a thousand yard receiver, like a thousand to eleven hundred yards. I believe he has the run game to make the run game to help him succeed in like play action situations. And I believe he has a competent quarterback in Jimmy G to help him out in certain situations to get him schematically wide open. And then we have the boy genius, the head coach, uh, Kyle Shanahan, that will help him schematically get wide open passes because that's just how it works in San Francisco. So I believe with all the pieces surrounding surrounding him in San Francisco, I believe that would be like the best landing spot for him. Okay, so I have heard a little bit about a little bit of buzz about the 49ers. And I gotta say the 49ers to me are a team that I just don't understand because they already have enough weapons on offense. Um, what they need is what what they've needed is a quarterback and they got it and maybe a little bit of help on defense, maybe on the offensive line. Wide receiver, they really don't need any help at. They have they have um, 
Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, two very good young wide receivers who've proven to be effective uh, in the passing game. And they also have George Kittle. Their passing game is set. Their rushing game, whoever they plug in, is always good in that system. Mm -hmm. And that defense has always been very good. Um, Nick Bosa is going to be coming back. That off that team all around really doesn't need anything. They should. There's no need to surrender picks and try to uh, try to reach for a play a player who's getting up there in age and Julio Jones, who may be, may have only a couple good years left in his career. Um, now, as for uh, the best landing spot, who I think uh, would work the best, there's two teams, and I'm still deciding where uh, which which option is better than the other. There is there are the Indianapolis Colts with Carson Wentz, and who where he already has a few good good pass catchers at his disposal. He would be number one over T.Y. Hilton. He would have Michael Pittman to throw to, and they have a great offensive line. They have a great defense. That team. And, and they have a great they have a great coaching staff. That team surrounded that team, it, which is already room, uh, thought to be uh, uh, in the mix for uh, contention this year. That team get is over the hump and probably they could could eat, they might be favored in the AFC if they get Julio Jones added into the mix. Now another team, and this is I, I'm surprised the. This team hasn't called them up right as we speak, but the Green Bay Packers, especially with what is going on with them right now and their quarterback, they have a very unhappy quarterback for the reason, the very reason of not getting enough enough targets for him. Um, they have Devontae Adams. They don't have a legitimate number two guy, even though they have some serviceable pass catchers. They have a, a very good defense, just a great surrounding team. Um, and they need that one piece to get... Excuse me. They need that one piece to get that team over the top. Julio Jones added on to Devontae Adams with uh, with Aaron Rodgers throwing to him makes that team one of the best teams in in recent memory. You know, what, name a team that has had two legitimate elite wide receivers like that in the past the five Vikings. years. The Minnesota Vikings. Not like that. that. Not who who nothing Thielen like and that. Diggs. Thielen no. and Diggs. Julio Jones and Devontae Adams is much better. That's that's like three. That's much higher. That's no, no. It's no. I agree. It's higher, but I wouldn't say much higher. I think you're discrediting Thielen higher. and Diggs. It, they're they're in their own tier. That's like if you have like a hierarchy of wide receiver duos, Devontae Adams and Julio Jones would be in their own tier in this league and Phelan and Diggs doesn't really come close. They're like two tiers below. I disagree. I you saw what Diggs did this year. Well, last year, but you saw what he did. He can be very productive with a competent quarterback. He if you gave productive. and Diggs, Aaron Rodgers, and if you gave Adams and uh, Adams and whatchamacallit, Kirk Cousins, I think they'd have similar stats. Julio Jones? No. Yes. Who do you think? What? So who do you think is better? Julio, um, Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins as like pa as like passers I I over their careers. Matt Ryan begrudgingly. 
But it's it's close, isn't it? Yeah, it's, Wouldn't you say it's close in terms of statistics? I think in uh, in no. terms of the the, the uh, ability to win, I think Matt Ryan takes the cake a little bit. I mean, does he? He gave up a twenty-eight to three lead. I mean, does he really take take it? He got him there. It we're we're getting we're getting off topic. We're yeah. getting off topic. But <clears throat> honestly, I think the addition of Julio Jones to the Green Bay Packers, it earns the Packers' consideration of being, uh, for the odd ma- odds makers going into the season, to be favored over the bu- Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are obviously overwhelming favorites um, in the NFC right now. Uh, it bring, it puts the Packers right up there, maybe, maybe past them. Uh, as much of a, a Tom Brady fan as I've been, very, very, very biased as I've been. Mm-hmm. That I think that's I think that's a team that you look at and say they could be the team to beat going into next year, and it makes Rodgers happy. It almost guarantees that Rodgers is going to stay. Like if you're Aaron Rodgers and this happens, he's he's all of a sudden he's staying More for the for the rest of his career most likely, wouldn't you think? Yeah, it's a possibility. I agree with your Packers point. I believe if you give Aaron Rodgers Julio Jones, I think he's more inclined to like figure this situation out. I I do agree on that. But the Colts thing, uh, no, because I agree. I believe that their wide receiver core is comparable to San Francisco's. If you think that uh, Julio Jones should go to Indianapolis, I can completely see why he should go to San Francisco. Because as much as I love T.Y. Hilton, he is on the down slot side of his career, even though he plays fine when he goes against goes up against Houston. I don't know right. what it is. But he's always phenomenal against them. But I believe he's on the back nine of his career. Michael Pittman is ascending. I will give you credit. He's ascending. But so is Debo Samuels and Brandon Nayuk. So I could easily put Julio Jones on San Francisco and say the same situation for Indianapolis. I believe that that defense in San Francisco will get better because they were dealing with injuries last year. So I believe they will get better, but I believe they'll take a step back because their DC just took a head coaching job with the Jets. But I oh. still think that they'll they'll be competent enough to make the playoffs, and I believe it it will be the same situation with the Colts. But the Colts play in a much much tougher like conference than the 49ers do. So I believe it'd be easier for them to like go to the 49ers and have a better shot of winning. One that me so. Brandon Ayuk is ascending, and so is Debo Samuel. Yeah. And so, and T.Y. Hilton is not. He's on the downside of his career. So, wouldn't that further support my point that the Indianapolis Colts need the wide receiver more than San Francisco does? I mean, Brandon Ayuk is a, a is a rising player, and so is Debo Samuel, and the, so is George Kittle too. So the, you know you have these city, young yeah. three young players. The the Colts only have one, and we don't even know if Pittman actually has what it takes yet. It depends on how you perceive the question, where should he go? Are you asking for the team, or are you asking for Julio? Because I think for Julio, he should go to San Francisco. Now, as for team needs, sure, it may be the Colts, because uh, T.Y. might be on the downside of his career. But if he's if Julio wants to sit there and, like, I want to win a ring, I could see that a healthy 49ers team could make it to the Super Bowl. If healthy, you can't say the same thing about the Colts. I could say the same, which is why they're comparable. 
I wouldn't say there. I wouldn't say one is better than the other. Is what I'm saying. I think one's better than the other. I think the the Colts. Uh, I think the Colts are are good for Julio because Julio could rack up more statistics, and they be the team would be able to win. For the for the 49ers, he could be just lost in. He could, especially with his age, he could wind up being lost in the in the tree in that big trio of um that that plethora of targets in the in that San Francisco offense. That's Julio Jones. I don't think he's getting lost in the shuffle. It's Julio Jones. You have to he's double. Still going to have less targets. I believe he could do more. I think he'll do just fine with what, what ten less targets. I think he'll be fine. It's just he missed a couple of games this year. If he stayed healthy throughout the season, he'd easily be a thousand yard receiver again. But that's just my opinion. Oh, he absolutely would. That would have mm-hmm. been. He just with the the amount of games that he played, he wound wound up with almost 800 yards. Mm-hmm. So that just tells you the the caliber of player that he still is, regardless of the fact that he was injured. But he is getting older, and these yeah. injuries that keep popping up, I mean, that's a, that should raise some eyebrows. So that will wind up ultimately bringing his bringing his value down. Um, as he, uh, Atlanta is looking for a first round pick out of out of um, a team. But league perception so far, according to reports, there every nobody expects to give up a first round pick. It seems like it's going to be a second and say a third, and that could be it. Mm-hmm. Um, so up next, uh, we will be. I will share with you uh, two teams that, uh, re- according to reports, Julio Jones is actually interested in playing. Playing for, and these are two teams that you won't expect. That'll be up next. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm with Justin. We are talking about Julio Jones, and there are reports out there that Julio Jones is actually rumored to want to play with New England and Tennessee. So, this is interesting. Um, these are teams that you wouldn't expect that he'd want to go to. Um, New England, they who have been predominantly a run-first offense, and it's actually the reason. The reasoning, according to a report by Mike Giardi, uh, is that he wants to play with Cam Newton. Out of all people, there he doesn't want to play with I the new guy, Mac Superman. Jones. Superman. Okay. Um, and Tennessee. Who have who have lost all of, almost all of their weapons, um, with just AJ Brown left, he wants to go there as, as well. Who have also who are also kind of a run first offense. So you wonder what Julio Jones wants. Uh, he told Shannon Sharp on the air that he wants to win. Um, and don't get me wrong, you can still win with these teams, but y- you would think these aren't the premier options that he'd be thinking of. Uh, Justin, what are your thoughts on this? First off, speaking as a Ravens Ravens fan, I don't want him to go to any of these two teams. Forget that. Go to go to the Cardinals. Better yet, go to us. But speaking as a football fan, I could understand why I could stretch to understand why he would want to go to these two teams. Now, if you look at the Patriots last year, they, from a talent perspective, they were they sucked. They they can win an interleague scrimmage. Now, it, it is what it is. They had receivers who couldn't catch, linemen, injuries on the line, and uh, 
a fairly decent defense, and they still finished seven and nine because of Bill Belichick. They had some decent ones against, of all people, the Ravens, and I'm still pissed off about that. So I believe if Julio Jones joins that team, along with the bevy of weapons that have already joined them this offseason, it can give them a better chance to make the playoffs and have a better shot at making the Super Bowl as unlikely that as it is with the already packed AFC conference. Now, if we're going to Tennessee, it gives Ryan Tannehill another weapon to throw to. It gives Derrick Henry another person to take the ball out of his hands and make sure the line isn't packed with like eight people at, in the box. It's not like they can just keep on putting eight people in the box and saying Derrick Henry cannot, cannot beat us in anymore. So now I believe they'll have to space it out and give more and give Derrick Henry more space to run. And if you give Derrick Henry more space to run, the game is over. It just it is. And it puts teams in a compromising position. Are you going to leave A.J. Brown on in a one on one? Are you going to leave Julio Jones on a one on one? And so if you look at it from that perspective, it's fairly reasonable why he would want to go to these teams. But I'm just not sure overall it will help them as much as say as you pointed out, the Colts would. So fairly interesting. I can understand why he would want to go to these teams. But overall, I'd prefer the Colts over both of these teams. But hopefully he goes to the Patriots over the stupid Tennessee Titans. So look, there's a reason why we mentioned all these teams that we would want for Julio Jones to go to. I mean, I want him to be a New England Patriot because I'm a Patriots fan. But places where we feel like would be the ideal spot for the team and for Julio Jones. And none of those teams were New England or Tennessee. I had Green Bay or the Colts. You had San Francisco. Now, um, there could be something about the culture in New England. I don't understand Tennessee, really. Uh, not just because of the not just because of the offense. It could make a little bit of sense for the offense because it takes takes some pressure off Derrick Henry, who's been who's been their workhorse, uh, who's been their uh, the focal point of that offense. They has, they only have AJ Brown left as a, uh, for targets in that in that offense. And mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill's a, a serviceable passer uh, when he has the weapons around him. Uh, my issue is where the defense lies. That defense has been it was iffy last year, and they lost a lot of players uh, during this offseason. So I just I just feel like Tennessee's due to really tank this season, not tank, but re- uh, regress a lot this season. They they may not even make the playoffs to be honest. And um, honestly, out of these two teams, I think New England would make the most sense to me. And even that, uh, I don't understand why he would want to play with Cam Newton over Mac Jones, because Mac Jones is the more capable passer. Cam Newton, even when he was able to throw. He really wasn't anything special as a passer, and I, I I'm sick I'm sick of this narrative that through the first four games Cam Newton was great as a passer. He had an he had a passer rating of 89.6 in those games. That is not a good passer rating, especially in this era that we are living in today, where the the league is so pass heavy. That is not that is not good enough. Um, I like him as a runner. Uh, and I like him overall when he was in his prime. But if you were looking for a pass-heavy offense, Cam Newton is the wrong guy. Okay. And if you're Julio Jones, you want to go there for the other Jones, the Mac Jones, not for 
Cam Newton. Uh, but it, it is interesting that he has been he has been rumored with these two teams in particular. You will turn around on Cam Newton. You will say, you know what? Do it with me, Justin. Ah, he will win. He will win you the, some games, and hopefully he will take you to the playoffs. And you're like, you know what? I've turned around on, on old Cam Newton. Passed for close to 4,000 4, yards, 25 touchdowns, only 10 interceptions. You know, he might be good. He might be better than I thought at the beginning of the season. So help me. You will turn around and believe in Cam Newton. Superman. I mean, I'd, I'd loved I'm open to be pleasantly surprised, but I'm telling you, you are you're setting yourself up for disappointment, Justin. I'm coming not, from I'm somebody not. who has seen seen Cam Newton play all all this season, this past season. He wasn't good. He couldn't throw to save his life. And the fa- this idea, like, oh, he's working on his throwing fundamentally. He's he's, go- he's working to he's working to fix it. And it and you know the fact that he has to learn how to throw is a little troubling to me. It, it it's I would hope that he's trying to that his message would be yeah. I've been hurt from my shoulder, so yeah. I want to try and get back to full health. Not that I forgot to, I forgot how to throw a football. That should be something that you hear from a rookie quarterback or a, a young quarterback who's trying to adjust to the league. That's something you want to hear. That's something you would want to hear about Lamar Jackson earlier on in his career. You remember we were hearing reports about that, that he was working on his throwing, that he was having some growing pains, Lamar Jackson? Yeah. It was like, yeah, that's something you would want to hear because he wasn't he wasn't throwing very often. He didn't he couldn't he wasn't quite as capable of a passer as he is now. That's something mm-hmm. you would want to hear from him. You would want to hear that from you would have wanted to hear that from Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen in their early days. Not about Cam Newton, who's been in the league for eight years. You mean to tell me that he's th- he forgot to throw how to throw a football? Again, we're getting off off topic. I could rant about Cam Newton all day as a New England Patriots fan, but um, um, these are two intriguing options uh, and options that, quite frankly, we wouldn't wouldn't expect. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I believe if Julio Julio Jones does go to the Patriots, they do become a more scarier team with Bill Belichick as the head coach. I will agree. Yeah, it um and surely any team that Julio Jones joins, uh, he makes better obviously because he's a um, superstar caliber player. Uh, you don't think so? The Cowboys and the Jets, they gotta show me it. I don't care what, I don't care who they they get. They gotta show me they can improve. Imagine the Cowboys trade for him with the amount of talent that they have at wide receiver already. Who would they give up? C.D. Lamb? They just don't give up anybody. They just give up a pick. And they just say, okay, let's go in with um, with Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup, and then just run with it. Like, they Imagine would have that. a wide receiver set with no running back. And who would you – that would be amazing, but it would be stupid at the same time. But it's, oh, it's it wouldn't be amazing at all. It would be just flat-out stupid. No, it would be all. amazing from the standpoint of who would you double, but it would be dumb from the standpoint of why would you do this? You have bigger concerns. Exactly. It's like getting CD Lamb. 
I mean, this uh, Jerry Jones loves his offense. He loves that flashy. How about them Cowboys? We them boys. <laughs> we them boys. That's what it would turn into. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. Oh well. We should try try and fix this off this defense that was horrendous last year, despite a great offensive year early on by Dak Prescott and great passing options. No, let's not go for offense. Let's go for de- let's not let's not go for defense. Let's go for offense. Let's go. Let's bring in Ceedee Lamb. You can't pass on him. God, what a moron. <laughs> it was an okay pick to me, even though I thought they should have picked defense. Well, they should have picked defense. It's not an. It's not an okay de- pick. You pick the guy that you need to. You pick what you need. I, I mean, if you want to move on from another guy, move on from Michael Gallup and try to get a pick. Fine, and then go get C.D. Lamb. Of course, C.D. Lamb is a better player than Michael Gallup. But they didn't do that. They just kept everybody, and they just went with their defense. With the defense, how it was, where they just had some major holes, and other players were other players were aging. Other play, some players were going through injuries, and some players left in free agency. They they left their defense with absolutely no help, and they paid the price for it. Mm-hmm. All right, now we got off topic again, going on going to Dallas with that with those with those idiots. Um, but up next, we're going to talk about, uh, I'm going to give you a couple updates on Aaron Rodgers and his drama going on down there. Uh, a couple of reports, um, that kind of stir the pot a little bit. Stay tuned for that. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. I am here as I'm here, Adam Wright, with Justin Tucker. We've been going on about Julio Jones, but we're going to step aside from that um, and hit on some of some of uh, Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers drama that's going, been going on. We kind of spent spent most uh, we've 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 spent some a couple episodes talking about Aaron Rodgers, kind of on the side, um, but it is real. It is worth noting that this guy is with everything going on that this guy could very well be on his way out. And there's a couple of reports going that is, have been going on. There was an interview as well. Uh, but first Aaron Rodgers, he was not present at OTAs. Um, now I know, <coughs> I know Justin, you wanted to bring up that the wide receivers weren't either, but Aaron, Ro- I mean, yeah, sure. But Rodgers has been throughout his career present at OTAs. Just mm-hmm. saying. Um, now another report um, is that so he had an interview with um, a reporter for ESPN. What's his name? Kenny Maine. Yeah. And um, they asked this one this one question about um, about whether or not he wants to be traded. <clears throat> and I'll read this for you. Um, so he said, "With my situation, look, it's never been about the draft pick picking Jordan. I love Jordan. He's a great kid." We've had a lot of fun working together. I love the coaching staff. I love my teammates. Love the fan base in Green Bay. An incredible 16 years. It's just kind of about a philosophy and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the, make the thing go. It's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. Now, there was also a point where he, he also went on to say that um, uh, the team had a plan going into last year. And I threw a re- he said, I threw a wrench in it by... Winning MVP, and I'm I'm paraphr- I'm paraphrasing here, 
but he said like by winning MVP, he threw a wrench in all of their plans and this caused all these issues and everything. Um, so Justin, I just want to get your reaction on um, the latest uh, up these latest updates on uh, Aaron Rodgers. Well, first things first, I'm happy that we're finally hearing things from Aaron Rodgers. I'm sick and tired of not hearing things. I'm glad that we finally have some some type of substance from him to try to defend him, defend his side to the media and to the fans in Green Bay because they're the ones that are worried that they might lose their quarterback. Uh, I think the situation is starting like it's starting to go now. I think it's more of an understandable situation. He's not upset with the players. He's not upset with the coaches. It's just the organizational structure he has a problem with and the philosophy of it. So I think that's why he's missing OTAs right now. And that's why the situation is what it is. Well, I found it quite interesting while he was missing OTAs, Devontae Adams and a number of other wide receivers were missing OTAs. They're, they're t- starting five wide receivers all missed OTAs. I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think that is like a mere thing like, oh, all of us are missing it. Crazy coincidence. No, I think that was a point made. I think that was like a statement, sort of like we want him as our quarterback right now. We saw Jordan Love last year. We aren't too impressed compared to the guy that literally won MVP last year. What are you doing? Get us our quarterback. Let us keep our quarterback and let's make a run at this title. And hopefully Aaron Rodgers does come back to Green Bay. And like we talked about earlier, hopefully they can get Julio Jones in a trade, like a second round pick or something, and give him uh, Julio Jones and (laughs) Devontae Adams together, have that one-two punch we thought Aaron Rodgers should always have. I mean, yeah, you're you're right about that with the wide receivers. They did have to go with um, they actually Jordan Love had to roll with a completely uh, a squad of practice squad players. Basically, it was all their all of their starting wide receivers were gone. However, mm-hmm. uh, as as for the um, as for this little quote that I read off here, um, I'm sorry, but the fact that he has to the fact that he has to continue to um the fact that he has to continue to he just think about how many times has he mentioned that he's won mvp when it it, the thing had nothing to do with him winning mvp he just can he he always makes it about that and um i think it has a point i think i i think you have to be pretty insecure to have to be able have to keep on reminding people that you won one league mvp Everybody knows that. Uh, and I, I had that same issue back uh, about a year ago or so when he tried to – when he said, oh, well, down year, down years for me are career years for other players. I mean I just think when he has to continuously try – continuously remind people how good he is, that's that screams insecurity to me. And I, I, just, I don't know. This, it, this quote seems very manipulative at times. You know, trying to say, well, like, oh, I love working with everybody. I love working together. Um, it's right here. It's been an inc- It's just about the philosophy and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the thing go. Mm-hmm. The people. What does that mean? 
he's not talking when he when he says the people he's referring to himself just saying it's about characters about culture he's saying he's saying it's it's about me make me make me happy make me happy he's saying he's saying start thinking about me uh saying you know i won mvp thinking treat me like an mvp when he says he's forgetting it's about the people he's he's referring to the fact that the team hasn't that the team hasn't really shown him any consideration. They've been trying. They have, um, and he might Loki have a little bit of a point. But um, when you have to keep on bringing that up and saying, "Make it about me, make it about me," about, over the team, um, number one, that uh, that reminds me of a certain player who who used to play quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, who kind of used wow. his talent as leverage against the team for years before he finally left in brett Favre. oh stop so i mean this quote is kind of you know he just remember what the question was he asked if he wanted to be traded he asked if he wanted to be traded Mm -hmm. and what did he say he just went on this long long ramble it kind of reminds me of kyrie kyrie irving in the nba whenever he goes on about i can't with you right now it's. Don't, don't I mean, do that. you you say you're you're glad that he was you're glad that he finally came out and spoke. He might have been better off saying nothing than saying all this garbage. Oh, oh my god! Stop garbage. Mm, okay. It's about the people. It's about the people. It's about the character. It's about the culture. It's about doing things the right way. In other words, in an argument. In other words, give me attention. Give me attention. I'm the MVP. I'm the league MVP. I'm the best of all time. I th- I don't throw interceptions. Give me give me attention. Okay. In other words, he contradict he contradicted what he said when he said I love Jordan. He obviously has a problem with that if he's saying, "Well, you're forgetting about me. You're forgetting about me. It's about it's about the people." It's <laughs> okay. basically saying, "You're not you're not showing enough and con- you're not showing enough consideration towards my towards me. I'm the I'm the I define this team." I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. This is disgusting, but I expect no less from the Tom Brady lover himself. Of course, you're going to downgrade Aaron Rodgers like that. It's ridiculous. It, eh, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is like that one bit. First off, you compared him to Brett Favre. You compared him to Kyrie Irving. The levels to which you steep to, and you don't say it in a high regard when you say those names. You say it in a low regard. Especially he asked if he wanted to be traded, and he, he, put, he did he not say he wanted to be traded. two paragraphs that they completely avoid the question. Don't Doesn't that I scream mean, Kyrie Irving to you? And no. talking about his talent, reminding reminding people how good they are with his words, not with his actions? Does that, does that not scream Brett Favre to you? What are you talking about? He proved it with his actions by winning MVP. That's the point. That's how, the how, issue how he go, had. He had the ball three times in the fourth quarter with a chance – to take the lead, and he couldn't get there. He couldn't do it. Okay. That screen. I, I don't. I don't give a rat's ass about MVP. Win the mm-hmm. damn Super Bowl for once. Win an MV, NF, he won a win Super an Bowl. NFC championship for once. Like he didn't win the Super Bowl. Stop that. One Super Bowl for a player of his caliber. A pl- Dan Marino was a player of his caliber. He doesn't have a ring. Let's stop it. Aaron Rodgers is working with a lot more talent than Dan Marino was. And also Aaron Rodgers is a much, much more talented quarterback than Dan Marino. 
I believe he's more talented, but much more talented. I think you're disregarding how good Dan Marino was in his prime. He was a good player, but he was not (coughs) – he's not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, his talent level is incredible. And uh, uh, remind me, has Aaron Rod has Brett has Dan Marino ever had to say I won MVP like every single time he speaks? Has he had to say that? Probably. I don't remember. I didn't follow his career, but I'm pretty sure if he won MVP, he wasn't treated the way Aaron Rodgers is being treated in Green Bay. This guy right here is going through it for years, and yet no one had a problem when he was winning these MVPs and winning all these games and leading the Packers when they had nobody else to lead them. I mean, sure, they had Clay Matthews, but everybody knows Aaron Rodgers was the name and face of that franchise for years. But what did they do? They refused to listen to him. What did he What did they do when he wanted to put his input on things? They said, you play I coach. What did he want to do? When he wanted a wide receiver, they said, no, we're going to replace you for future. Jordan Love. He doesn't have a problem with Jordan Love, like an issue with him specific. The pick of a quarterback is the problem he's having. Like, if I'm on draft night, and I, first of all, being insecure at at the quarterback position, every quarterback is insecure. That's the whole thing about quarterbacks. They are divas. They are, like, insecure about that. If you told Tom Brady, yeah, Jimmy G is going to take your spot sooner or later, of course he would want to get rid of Jimmy G. Would you be happy about that? No, you wouldn't. That's why Jimmy G is not in New England right now. That's Tom how Brady, that happened. Tom Brady responded by winning Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers responded by bitching the way he is right now. No, he responded by saying, you know what? I've had enough of all the yes, just like Tom Brady did, and he left like Aaron Rodgers is trying to do. Actually, I correct me if I'm wrong. Who outlasted who in New England? Jimmy G or Tom Brady? Tom Brady made a choice saying, it's him or me. Kraft said, Bill. You have to choose Brady. That's what happened. Brady said him or me. Bill said it's Brady. Garoppolo had to move to San Francisco. But I don't think Bill Belichick was like, yeah, I want uh, Brady here for the long haul. He probably said, I'm thinking long-term investment. I want Jimmy G. Now, whether he's right or wrong is doesn't matter at this point. I believe, and Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love are in that same sort of situation where they're developing Jordan Love to take his spot. And Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm trying to win now. And you guys are getting in the way of that. You guys are not helping me as far as winning now, as in right now, as in Super Bowl winning. Can I point out one thing? Defense and quarterback. That's what they've done. Can I just point out one thing? What? How many, how many wide receivers have has Green Bay drafted in the first round in the past 16 years, which would be um, the past 16 the uh, 16 uh, years the first 16 one. years of Rogers' career. One, Javon Walker in 0. F- oh wait, in 02? I'm no. I'm saying the last 16 years. I think it's none. None. Okay. Yes. None. How many did the Patriots draft in Tom Brady's first 16 years? None. None. Exactly. Do you really need it that badly? Are you because comparing? Are you comparing? People, how many? How many? And in that span, how many did Aaron Rodgers win? How many Super Bowls did Aaron Rodgers win? 
one. How many did Tom Brady win in those that 16 year span? Five. Five? Five. Okay. Do we really need to go over the talent over their careers? Let's not do that. Let's not do that. This is this is this was a pretty good defense, wouldn't you think? So was the Patriots defense early on. But we just like to ignore that, huh? So give prime Tom Brady uh, this roster that they just had, and do they win a Super Bowl? Give Tom Brady prime prime Tom Brady's roster in 0405. Give prime Aaron Rodgers that roster in 0405. They won that Super Bowl way more decisively. 05, they actually. Give him the 07 team. Give him the. Oh my God. Let's not even talk about. Give him the 07 team. They go undefeated. They go undefeated. You think they go undefeated with. You think they go undefeated? Yes. Yes. Give him that. Oh my. Yes. Mm, Maybe. 15 and 1. 14 and 2. No. Yep. No, I no. They're going nineteen and zero. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the league, Super Bowl MVP. The end of the the end of the story. But we're going to head cannon here. It's not never going to happen. The point of the matter is, over their careers, it can be an argument as to Tom Brady has had more talent surrounding him than Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying, Tom Brady's never gone on get, gone on rants. Gone gone on just this like rambling on like this this is really just a like i would think like take this just take all the context out i would think this is Kyrie talking no you wouldn't no you i would i've seen i've seen Kyrie irving both of them talk and they don't talk the same way i'm talking about just the quote just going off of what you read just reading off what they said sound their voices sound the same yeah of course I could know. I could know. Kyrie talks more like different. It it's not the same way Aaron Rodgers talks. It's just kind of about the philosophy and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the thing go. It's about the character. It's about no. culture. It's when about doing it, things the right way. I don't know if it, if this is the right term, but when I think of Kyrie, I think of more abstract than I would Aaron Rodgers. But that's we're getting too off topic. The point is Aaron Rodgers. I feel like he is just justified in feeling the way he is feeling. And you feel that, all right, stop being a pansy and get on with it. All right. So we're running out of time. So about one last question on the Aaron Rodgers thing. Um, Quickly answer quickly and briefly answer. Can this be salvaged? I think, I think it could, but it's going to take a lot of hard work from both sides and they both want to salvage the relationship. I believe if the Packers come out and admit to what Aaron believes is wrongdoings, then yes, I think there could be steps to be taken forward to salvage the relationship. But if they don't and Aaron Rodgers is like, all right, this relationship can't be salvaged, then yeah, I don't think this can be salvaged. So I think it depends on both parties here just coming to an an agreement, basically. Um. Fair point, but it's very unlikely this gets salvaged. I just think this is this thing is too broken. Feels like when he says the philosophy, he's obviously upset that um, the team isn't putting him uh, before the re- 
is before the entire organization, the players being able, the ability to win. And I just think, I think that's going to be an issue. I think he, they're not, they, they, they're clearly not prioritizing um, making him more happy and trying to satisfy him. And that's ultimately going to uh, sever this relationship. I think Aaron Rodgers is gone uh, either this year or next year. Most mm-hmm. likely next year. I think he'll, he's, he'll be a Green Bay Packer next year. This um, uh, this in the 2021 season, but that'll be it. He'll be mm-hmm. out the door, and he'll go. Uh, he'll be uh, he'll be throwing touchdowns for Denver. No, not Denver. Hopefully, I, we, hopefully Minnesota gets rid of Kirk Cousins and he goes to Denver. Oh, imagine. That. Minnesota would be an interesting one, especially with. Be- I don't think he wants. He doesn't want to be in Brett Favre's shadow. I don't think he's going to want to do that. He's that's literally following the footsteps of Brett Favre, and I don't think he wants to do that. I think he's going to want to go and make something of his own, um, uh, yeah. which I guess could, which I guess by moving to Denver, that could also um, him in the shadow of Peyton Manning. So he could go any, he could go anywhere. But I think Denver is a nice little option right there. The uh, young know, rising. I, I, I just thought Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. I was like, ooh. That actually might be a little song song. That'd be a, that'd be interesting. All right. That'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify and Google Play. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRusky underscore podcast to be, keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage of the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.